You were the cloud by day, fire by night. You gave us your name to be our guide. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. You're in the inhale, Yahweh. You're in the exhale, Yahweh. Hey, you're in the inhale, Yahweh. You're in the exhale, Yahweh. Every time we breathe, we say your name. Every time we breathe, we mention your name. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Let everything that has breath say the name of the Lord. Let everything that breathes Say the name of the Lord, Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. Why would God ask me to be bold? Why would God ask me to be courageous as he has painted a picture in my heart of what he wanted me to do? Why do I need to be bold and courageous? The truth of the matter is, boldness and courage are two attributes required to be able to succeed in life. You know, in order to live the life that God has called you to do, in order to get to the destination that God has in store for you, you must be strong in the Lord. You must allow your strength to be in the Lord. If God has called you to do something, I want you to know that God is more than able to equip you to be able to achieve that which he has called you to do. The Bible here says you can do supernatural things through the conduit of God who provides strength to you. But where is that strength coming from? The strength is already in your spirit. The enemy comes to attack you first in your heart. If the enemy can get to paint a picture of hopelessness in your heart, then he's got you. You know, you cannot attract what God has in store for you when you live constantly in despondency. You didn't come here empty-handed. That's what I'm saying to you. You came here fully loaded, fully packaged for the destiny that God has called you to. The question is, will you rise up? Will you take what you have right now and bless it? Will you be courageous to take what you have and say, you know what, I'm going to step out. It might not look like much in the natural, but I'm, that's all I've got anyway. I'm going to take it out. I'm, I'm going to trade with it. I'm going to do business with it. And as I do business with it, I know the blessings of God is upon it because I have looked up to heaven. I have anablepoed it. I have recovered sight. I have changed my perspective about what I have. And I, now I'm putting the blessing of God upon it because I am conferring upon the gift that I've been given the realities of heaven. And as I pronounce the realities of heaven on what that which I have, I know and I know know and I know that as the blessings of God rest upon the gift that I have and I give it out to serve other people that their multiplication will begin to happen. Multiplication only comes when we serve other people with the gift that God has given us. Praise God forevermore. Hello, welcome to church. My name is Davis Bamigboe and I'm so delighted to have you on our channel today. It's going to be an awesome time. Praise God forevermore. Let us pray. Almighty God, I thank you, O God, that your word is going to go out powerfully today to set your people free and to help them, to keep them, to cause them to grow in the way of the Lord. Father, I thank you that you're going to speak through my mind and speak through my lips. I pray this morning, Almighty God, that the word of God will go out powerfully 
to help somebody today that needs to be encouraged. Father, I thank you for the powerful thing you're going to do in our midst this morning. We give you praise and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Fantastic. Again, thank you very much for joining this this, uh, this uh, broadcast today. I just want to thank you again for your time. Now, today we're going to be looking at uh, the continuation of what we started last week. Last week, we started the, looking at the book of Joshua chapter 1 from verse 6, verses 6, 7, and 9. And in there, the Lord began to teach us about how to be bold and courageous. We spoke about the fact that it is necessary to be bold and it's necessary to be courageous, especially when you're going on a journey that you haven't gone before. You're trying to start something new and you don't have enough resources to do those things. God wants you to be bold and courageous. You know, it takes courage to, to set, out, set out in life to do the things that God has called you to do when you can't see the natural evidences that support that. It takes courage, you know, to write that business plan when you have no money in your bank account. It takes courage to set out on the goal that you can't really see how it's going to pan out but you believe the one who called you anyway. Praise God. So today we're going to be stepping through that conversation and we're going to, going through what the Word of God is going to be teaching us today on how to be bold and courageous. A bit of a reminder. Last week, we spoke about boldness being synonymous with strength. We spoke about courage being able to move forward despite and in spite of the challenges that we may be facing. And when we look at the word being bold, we also look at the fact that we can only do extraordinary things through Christ who strengthens us. The Bible makes us to understand that I can do extraordinary stuff through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the word through is the word D-I-A, dear, in the Greek language, which means the conduit of. Essentially, God expects us to exchange our weakness for his strength. God expects us to exchange our tiredness for his own courage. So, which means when you are about to start on a journey, don't depend on your own strength alone. Depend on the strength of the one who is working in you and working for you. Praise God. All right, so today, we're going to be stepping through um, the book of Joshua chapter 1, 6, verses 6, 7, and 9. And then we're going to deep dive into the story of David. Because we started with the book, with the story of David in 1 Samuel chapter 17, how David killed Goliath. Today I won't be able to finish all of it, but we'll continue next, next week. But I will see how much we can cover today by the grace of God. Let us go. In Joshua chapter 1, from verses 6, 7 and 9, which we have read last week. I'm going to read again if this is your first time of joining us. The Bible here says, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, Be strong and of a, of a good courage, for unto these people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn off from it from the, to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever that you go. Praise God. Now, step with me into 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Last week, we started talking about verse 31 and verse 32. When David went to the camp and Goliath was making a lot of fuss and was blaspheming the name of God. And, and David said, what, sh what is going to happen here? And they said, anybody who killed Goliath will get a bounty from the king. And anybody who killed Goliath, we also have the, the, the hand of uh, the king's daughter in marriage. The, the, the king essentially going to give you his own daughter to marry. Now, when the, when David was brought before King Saul in verses 32, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32, I want to read to you something that happened. You know, last week I spoke about the fact that when you are starting on a journey, you might have somebody telling you, you can't be done. They might be saying, you are too young. You are too young. You can't do it. All right. Let's look at what Samuel said. Uh, what Saul said rather Saul said and David said to no uh, Saul said in um, verse 31 when the words were heard which David spake they rehearsed them before Saul and he sent for him David said to Saul let no man's heart fail because of him that servant will go and fight with this Philistine all right we look at that last week all right I'm going to look into verse 33 now and Saul said to David you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth and he a man of war from his youth 
So King Saul says something here that you are not able to go against this Philistine. This Philistine is a man of war from his youth. But look at you, you are just a baby. And I started a conversation last week about the fact that somebody might begin to signify to you that you're not able to do what God has called you to do because you don't have all of the attributes, because you don't have all the qualification, because you don't have it all together. Now, when such voices rise up in your life, I want you to know that those voices are the voice, is the voice of voice of Saul. Saul essentially speaking and saying, you cannot do it. You know, the greatest voice in the world, the greatest voice in the world is your voice telling you, you can or you cannot do something. Some other people in your family might say to you, Davis, you can't do it. Has anybody done this before? Who do you think you are? Somebody might be, might be saying that to you even right now. You have that vision that God has given you in your life and the voice of Saul is ringing in your head. It's telling you, it cannot be done. Who do you think you are? How can you do this? Who do you think you are? Has anybody in your family ever done this before? But that's the voice of Saul saying to you, it can't be done. Instead of Saul to look at things from the realm of the spirit, Saul was judging things in the physical. Saul was looking at David and said, look, you're just a boy. Compared to this Goliath, compared to this giant who's standing in front of you, what do you have? Look, I'm, t I'm here to tell you this by the power of the Holy Ghost, that the God who lives inside of you is greater than any Goliath that you are going to ever face. You know, a Goliath moment is a moment where you are facing a challenge ahead of you and all the natural resources in your life cannot compete to make that happen. This is when you have to do what David did. David taught us a number of lessons in this chapter that I really, really want you to grasp and begin to apply in your own life. Now, when the voice of Saul came up, what did David do? The Bible says here in verse 34, I'm going to read verse 34 to verse 37. All right, the Bible here says, David said, and David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him, and smote him, and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his bird, beard, and smote him, and slew him. Your servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. See, he had defied the armies of the living God. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he would deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Praise God. All right. So when we hear the voice of the enemy that says, It cannot be done. How do you manage the inner chatter? You must do what David did by boasting to yourself in your inner dialogue force about the God who never fails. God wants you to boast about what he has done for you in the past. The quickest way to be able to build courage is to remember how God has come through for you in the past. You know, you can say, for example, with God, all things are possible. In the face of that challenges, you can say, with God, all things are possible. Now, remember this. I have an affirmation that you, you might be seeing on the screen. Here's what it says. It says, with God, all things are possible. I am with God and I am in God. So all things are possible for me. Let's say that together. With God, all things are possible. I am with God and I am in God. Therefore, all things are possible for me. You know, when the voices of correction, the voices of limitation, the voices of um, inability or inadequacies or limitations start to rise up in your heart. That is the word you must use to counter it. You remember what I always say, you cannot have a mind that is blank. You cannot have a mind that is so blank that essentially you have nothing to fill it up. Why is that? Because nature abhors vacuum. So when you have a mind that is blank, something's gonna come fill it up. So when the voices of reasoning, the voices of limitation, the voices of inabilities are rising up in your heart to tell you it cannot be done. Guess what those voices are doing? The voices are trying to, the voices are trying to paint a picture of limitation, the picture of the fact that it cannot be done to you. And therefore, when the voices are rising up, it is important therefore to counter the voice with the voice of faith, with the voice of God, with the voice of promise. Praise God. And how do you do that? You can start by saying, with God, all things are possible. I am with God. I am in God. Therefore, all things are possible 
for me. Now, you may have to say that over and over and over and over again until the picture of failure that the enemy is trying to paint in your heart is now replaced with the picture of hope, the picture, the picture of possibility, the picture of ability, the, the picture of success. Praise God. Now, I want to show you something that is quite important that I want to step into. Recently, I read a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by a man named Maxwell Maltz. Maxwell Maltz talked about what they call automatic success mechanism. Automatic success mechanism essentially is a way to program your subconscious mind with images of success, things that you can call upon at, at any point in time to ensure that you can go on the pathway of success. Now, in that book, he has his own things that you can do to, to build up your automatic success mechanism. But I want to relate that automatic success mechanism now to David. If you go back in this book, what did David, what did David say to Saul to counter the voice of reason or the voice of fear? Look at what he said. He said in verse um, 34, your servant kept his father's sheep. I'm responsible. And there came a lion and a bear and I took a lamb out of the flock. Somebody tried to come to snatch out of my hand the thing which I have been given. Now, listen to what I've done. I went after him. I did not stay there and smote him. You know, I killed this thing. I delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Now, what was David doing? David began to rehash past successes in his mind, began to say it out of his mouth, to say, listen, you know, I may look like a young ruddy boy. I may look like a boy who has no strength, who is not a man of valor. I'm not even qualified to be a soldier yet. But let me tell you something. While I was in the wilderness, while I was left alone, you know, by myself, you know, I was given a responsibility to take care of the ship. And guess, guess, guess what happened? A lion came out and a bear came out. Not just one lion, but a lion and a bear came. And guess what I did? I went after the lion and I went after the bear and I smote them, I delivered them, I killed them. You know, that's what he said. He now began to say those things out of his mouth. But remember, before he could say those things out of his mouth, he must have the picture in his heart first. So David was painting pictures of success in his heart, which he then began to vocalize out of your mouth, out of his mouth. So God is saying to you that you can learn from David, that you can go back into your own mind. When that challenge, when that challenge, you know, shows up in your life or that challenge is facing you right there and then god is asking me to tell you do not keep quiet go back over your life think about times which which god has brought you through think about those times and think about how god has helped you in the past and let your own automatic success mechanism be based on the immutable character of god the infallible character of god the infallibility of the word of god and basically you could say if god has done it before he will do it again praise god you can say to yourself my god is able to deliver me you know you could be like those Hebrew boys that when they were thrown into, thrown into fairy furnace, the Bible says they said, our God is able to deliver us. My God, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he refuses to deliver us, we are not going to bow down to this thing. Which means you're saying, I will not cut corners. I will not go and do nasty stuff because I know my God is able to deliver me. Praise God forevermore. So God wants you to do what? Stay away from negative people. King Saul here was the epitome of negativity. But being negative by what, what Saul displayed here uh, in the natural is not bad. Because what he displayed here essentially is looking at things only from the natural point of view. But God wants us to look at things from what? From the supernatural. And the, what David did was to counter what Saul was saying by speaking words of faith out of his mouth, by reminding himself, oh, this is but a chicken feed for the Lord. For God, God has done this for me in the past. When this happened in my life in years or so and so, this is what God did. This is These are the actions that I took. And this, because the God that I served is a God that never changes, I can trust him that he's going to come through for me again. Praise God forevermore. All right. So with God, all things are possible. Stay away from negative people. All right. So Saul tried to discourage David by pointing to David his limitations, his inadequacies, the fact that he cannot do that. And David changed that narrative, right, by speaking back. Okay, with words that says, words that say, I can do it. It is possible. My God has done it for me in the past. Therefore, he's going to do it for me. Again, 
when situations come to discourage you my brothers my sisters i want you to know that you should do what you should do like david take a moment and take a pause right there in the middle of that contradiction and go back in your mind go back in your mind's eye and rehash over and over and over again successes of the past how god has come through for you before remind yourself of the faithfulness of god rehash this success images in your mind now the more you rehash the success images in your mind the more you are painting pictures of success in your in your mind the more images of success you have painted in your heart guess what's going to happen the more of that success image you are able to recall when the time needs it courage is only built up when we can have hope to look forward to when everything looks so despondent and you can't see a way out guess what your courage will be will be little but when you can paint a picture of success a picture of possibilities in your heart in the middle of contradictions then you are able to do what you are able to step into the greatness that god has for you nobody who has ever succeeded in life has ever has not faced any challenge before nobody thomas edison faced the challenge Henry Ford faced a challenge. These people, they had a vision in their heart. They pursued their vision. Along the way, they faced tragedies, things that could make them to say, you know, I don't want to do it again. But they stay focused on what? On the vision that has been given to them. And they kept, you know, plowing along. They kept moving forward. That is also what you must do. You must believe God to keep moving forward, to do what God has called you to do. So, I spoke about um, Mr. Maxwell Box. In his book you can go back and get that book if you want it's called psycho cybernetics i think it's a great book that you can learn one or two things from there but i want to show you something here in psalm 103 verse 2 psalm 103 verse 2 um the bible here says in the passion translation yahweh you are my soul's celebration how could i ever forget the miracles of kindness you have done for me what this is saying is that it is my responsibility and your responsibility to do what? To remember the, the benefits of what God has done for, for us. So in Psalm 103, verse 2, in the King James Version, the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits. Now, if you look at that scripture, the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. My soul, you do something, you bless the Lord. But how do you not bless the how do you bless the Lord? By if not forgetting all of his benefits. The way to bless the Lord is not to forget his benefits in your life that's how to bless the lord if you forget god's benefits in your life then you are not blessing the lord do you understand what i'm saying so what what if you go back to that psalm 103 verse 2 you, you start to go after verse 2 3 4 5 this psalm is began to list out the things to remember to remember about god what god has done the benefit that that accrue the benefits that accrue to you as you serve the Lord, the benefits accrue to you as you are a child of God. You begin to remember those things. But now, here is a question I've got for you: Whose responsibility is to remember? It is you and I. It's our responsibility to remember the benefits of God. It's our, it's our responsibility. So, in the face of contradiction, if you can shift your eyes away from the mortgage is due, there's no money in your bank account, the child is sick, you're looking for a new job. You're looking for a husband or a wife you know times are delayed things are not working as they should if you can take your eyes off those things and in the middle of those challenges begin to praise and extol the name of the lord then something miraculous is going to happen you know why because what you praise grows what you praise grows this reminds me of a story in the book of acts when paul and silas were locked up in prison and they were about to be beheaded the next day guess what they did they threw up a, a praise party my god these guys threw up a praise party in the middle of the night and the bible says what there was an earthquake the earthquake came and they got delivered just like that why because god inhabits the praises of his own people god inhabits the praises of his own people so god is saying to you to be encouraged paint pictures of success in your mind paint pictures of what i have done for you in the past in your mind and let those the, the, that picture that picture that you've painted let that picture be translated translated into words to come out of your mouth let the pictures be translated into words and flow out of your mouth why because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth has to speak if your heart is saturated with pictures of success i guarantee you it will, those words will translate themselves out of your mouth and if your heart is saturated with pictures of failure the same words of failure will come out of your mouth 
if you want to know what a person stores in their heart beloved check out what they say especially when they are under pressure when they're under pressure the words that they will be saying tell you what they have been feeding their heart on and remember what i said last week you cannot manifest in this life beyond what you have stored in your heart the bible says guard your heart with all diligence for out of your heart determines the boundaries of your life how far your life goes is determined by what by the state of your heart now the good news is if you are born again you already have a good heart praise god you have a good heart what you now need to do is what is to train your heart but how do you train your heart train your heart by feeding on your heart with what with images of success with the goodness of god with the beauty of god with the splendor of jesus christ let your heart be saturated with the goodness of god and as your heart is saturated with the goodness of god i guarantee you it will flow out of your mouth now the bible says that a man's belly a man's belly is satisfied by the fruit of his lips now when the bible uses the word man it also means woman too right it also means children too all right which means you are satisfied by the words you say now is it talking about physical having physical food to eat or is talking about the opulence and the beauty that you enjoy in life is synonymous with the words you say that's actually what he's saying. He's saying, if you want to experience good life, check out the words that are coming out of your mouth. Praise God forevermore. So God is asking me to tell you, remember what is coming out of your mouth. Remember those words must be words that are building up faith in your heart. Amen. So we've looked at Psalm 103. Now I want to show you a scripture in Psalm 42. This scripture, today as I was meditating on it, I realized actually that is a psalm that is written for somebody who is going through a state of despondency hopelessness but in psalm 42 something fantastic happened towards the end of that scripture you know when you look at psalm 42 this guy started complaining about things that are not going well in his life but he says something in verse 42 i want to read the kjv for you and then i'll read the, the passion translation he says here psalm 42 verse 11 why are you cast down O my soul and why are you disquieting within me hope thou in god for i shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my god uh, psalm 42 verse 5 says why are you cast down O my soul and why are you disquieting in me hope thou in god for i shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance he's talking about i will praise god even in the midst of my challenges the same verse the same words done in verse 5 the same word repeated in verse 11. now let me show you in the passion translation it says so i say to my soul don't be discouraged don't be disturbed for i know my god will break through for me look at that then i will have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again yes he is my saving grace this scripture is saying you have to say something to your soul the soul is the mind the soul is not the spirit the spirit is is born again you're born again you have the spirit of god in you but the soul needs to the soul needs to be persuaded the soul the realm of consciousness needs to be persuaded so you need to say to your soul don't be discouraged don't be disturbed why for you know that your god will break through for you amen and you will have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again because he is your saving grace i prophesy over your life right now in the name of jesus that jehovah himself will break through for you in fact jehovah himself has broken through for you i pray in the name of jesus that you your eyes the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened so that you will know the beauty of what god has done for you and that you'll be able to lay hold in this season of your life what god has prepared for you that you will not be like somebody who has a well it was wealth available boys is is slaving out no that you will know that your father has provided everything that you need for life and godliness for you and that all you that now need to do is what to lay hold on it praise god forevermore so here you have to say to your soul i've got an affirmation for you if you can repeat after me it says here i am not discouraged i am not disturbed because i know that my father god will break through for me and we always have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again his grace continually saves me amen that's what the affirmation you can say but anytime you're feeling discouraged turn this verse into positive vibes that will encourage you to move forward praise god all right now i want to go to the the final point i want to make here before before we close for today which is in 
it's still in that same verse uh, let's go back to that first Samuel chapter 17 we're still going to be looking at verse 35 to verse 37 all right david was making talking about rehashing his sources mechanism we've spoken about that before he was talking about the things that god has done for him he was rehashing that and rehashing that but i want to show you something that is important that god showed me here god said when david was rehashing those things he was saturating the atmosphere with the power of god because samuel says something uh, sorry david says something here said and so said um uh, david said moreover the lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear he will deliver me out of the hand of the philistine the lord that delivered me the lord that delivered me the lord that delivered me would we also do what deliver me here that is so beautiful which means you are anchoring your hope in the lord psalm 42 that we just read now says hope thou in the lord which means let your hope the confident expectation of good in your life be anchored on the person and the character of god in your life praise god forevermore so what you need to build up your courage is already residing inside of you what you need to build up courage is already inside of you how do you do that you need to encourage yourself in the lord how do you encourage yourself in law do what david did begin to praise the character and the beauty of god remember what i said earlier what you praise grows in your life what you praise grows in your life whatever you praise regularly begins to grow in your life so if you are praising what the devil is doing if you are always talking about what the devil is doing in your life then you are magnifying the devil if you are constantly talking about what god is doing for you then you are magnifying god i know i know it's a challenge at times when things are not working you want to do like what everybody else is saying you want to speak negative words out of your mouth oh nothing is working in my life the devil is chasing after me but those words are putting you in bondage you remember what i said earlier a man's belly is satisfied by the fruit of his own lips jesus christ himself said in the book of matthew you are justified by what you say you are condemned by what you say if you constantly talking about what the devil is doing you are constantly talking about how the devil is chasing after you how nothing is working in your life i'm afraid you are you are glorifying the devil more than you are you need to glorify god god wants you to change the narrative stop talking about what the devil is doing start talking about what god is doing wow that blesses me so much start talking about my god is able to deliver me my god is able to deliver me my god is the awesome one my god is jehovah rapha the god who heals my god is jehovah jari the god who is my provider my god is jehovah shama the god who is my protection my high tower the, my, the, my, my god is jehovah shalom the god who gives me peace peace which means nothing broken nothing missing in my life begins to eulogize and speak great about the goodness of god in your life as you begin to do this something fantastic and wonderful will begin to happen why because you are bigging up god my god you are bigging up jehovah as you big up god with your words with your affirmation with your declaration you are setting in motion something wonderful that will begin to change your life god showed me something in this book in book of first Samuel chapter 17 god said when david took which i'm going to cover next week by the way but i'm just going to give you a hint here god said when david took those five stones from the brook they were ordinary stones <laughs> they were ordinary stones but guess what when he said these words the lord that delivered me out of the hands of the poor they are out of the paw of the lion the lord that delivered me out of the paw of the bear will deliver me out of this person but god was showing me during the week that says when david began to eulogize god began to big up god when he began to do that those five stones no longer be, no longer are five stones they became weapons in the hand of god to destroy the camp of the enemy that is so beautiful what do you have right now bring the presence of god over it begin to speak the word of god over it begin to declare that god is able to make do with what you have god is able to make do with what you have you've got a child you've got a child who's having problem don't say that my child is problematic nothing is working for my child no those are the words that the enemy wants you to say out of your mouth to put you in bondage you need to change the narratives be like david be begin to say my god will deliver my child my god will be will be will be protection for my child my god will supply all my needs my god will do this my god will do that so it is not enough to paint success pictures of the past it is important to ensure that your boast is in the lord in the midst of contradictions so when it looks like nothing is working god wants you to open your mouth and begin to thank him in the book of matthew chapter 10 verse 17 jesus christ says uh, sorry the bible says in romans chapter 10 verse 17 faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. It, why it is important for you to speak those words out is because it's because when you speak those words out, when you begin to speak about what God is going to do in the middle in the midst of those challenges, you are building up your own faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, which means faith comes the God kind of faith comes as we speak out, as we hear the word of God. But how do you hear the word of God? You can hear the word of God like this one encouraging you. You can also hear the word of God by the words that you speak out of your own mouth. When you speak the word of God out of your own mouth or the promises of God out of your own mouth, guess what is going to happen? Those words will go and they will enter into your heart and create pictures of faith, pictures of hope in your heart. And as the, the, the words create pictures of hope in your heart, guess what is going to happen? God is beginning to, begin to get elevated in your heart. And as your heart gets saturated with those pictures of hope, pictures of goodness, it's going to automatically flow out of your mouth. And then that is when you are going to be releasing faith. Faith, my friends, is released by speaking. That is why when you're going to challenge the first thing the devil wants you to do is to climb up, is to keep quiet, not to talk. But God, God's strategy is for you not to keep quiet. God wants you to speak though his words out of your mouth when you are going to challenges. Hebrews 11.3 Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we believe that the world was formed by the word of God. By faith we believe that the world was framed by the word of God. God framed the word. God made this word to come into existence by speaking word of faith. And that is what God expects you to do as well. You must release your faith by speaking. Now, some of you might be on the call or you might be watching this and you might say, but I don't have faith. Well, I want to show you something that, that the Bible shows us in the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dared to every man the measure of faith. The Bible here is saying you have the same measure of faith. Everyone has the same measure of faith. Now, you might say, oh, but I'm not a prophet or whatever. Listen to me. The same faith that make, made you to become born again is the same faith that you need. You don't need any faith more than that. And that's why Jesus Christ said in the book of Matthew, I think Matthew chapter 17, verse, I think Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and it shall be done to you. You know, just like I said, the only kind of faith you need is a mustard seed faith. Faith that is just as little as a mustard seed. But Romans 12, 3 says you have the same measure of faith. Like the prophet, you have the same measure of faith. But the question is, are you are you using the same measure of faith? But how do you use the same measure of faith? You, you use the faith by releasing it. Faith is like muscle. Is grown through exercise, through usage. So if you don't learn to speak words of life over your life or words of life over your children, if you don't learn to stand your ground and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against this thing, then your faith is not going to grow. Faith that you have is the same faith that you were given when you became born again. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, by, for, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that's not of yourself, it's a gift of God. If you look at that scripture, by grace you are saved through faith. It is not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Everything in that scripture is a gift of God. The grace is a gift of God. Salvation, gift of God. Through faith, gift of God. So the, the, the grace that brought you salvation, the faith imparted to you that brought you salvation, and the salvation itself are all functions of the gift of God. So because it's a gift that God has given you when you give your life to Jesus, that gift is not being taken away. God doesn't take his gift away. The Bible says that the gift of God, they are without repentance. The callings are the gift of God. They are without repentance. So when God gives you a gift, he doesn't take it back. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, God gave you the exact same faith, the same measure of faith that you need to become born again. It's the same measure of faith that you that, that was in, in, embedded in the grace and the faith that, that made you to become saved, right? That same measure of faith is what God is saying that you have. Now, how do you release that faith you speak that faith out of your mouth you speak that faith out of your mouth all right fantastic now i want to show you something quickly that the lord now showed me how to make it work 
how does do we make this work and that's this is where we're going to end today how do we make this faith to work for us praise god okay i got i got three more minutes how do we make this faith work for us i want to show you something that that the lord showed me in book of romans chapter 10. let's go to romans chapter 10. romans chapter 10 verse 6. romans chapter 10 verse 6. the bible says but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way do not say in your heart we will ascend unto heaven that is to bring christ down from above or we will ascend we will descend into the abyss that is to bring christ up from the dead but what does it say the word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart that's the word of faith we preach romans chapter 10 verse 6 to 8. the bible here is saying this let's unpack that scripture remember i said faith is released by speaking when you want your faith to work start speaking it start saying the word of god out of your mouth all right i want to show you the clue in romans chapter 10 verse 6 to 8 here that i learned it says here the righteousness of faith speaks in this way the righteousness of faith faith righteousness speaks faith speaks in a particular way look at the way faith speaks faith does not say in your heart who is going to go to heaven do i need to work to perform it faith doesn't say that or we will need to go down to the abyss faith doesn't say i have to go to heaven or I have to go down to, to to hell faith doesn't say that but what does faith say faith says this the word of faith that we preach is near you is in your mouth as in your heart the word of faith is in your mouth is in your heart you know here the bible says you don't have to work for it uh -huh. you don't have to walk for faith to walk you don't have to grunt for it you don't even have to pray for it the bible says you don't have to go to heaven to go and get it you don't have to go to to hell to go and dig it out no bible here is saying faith is near you is in your mouth as in your heart what that what that means essentially is, is the faith that you need to speak in the face of contradictions that faith is in your heart already that faith is in your mouth already so now you have to believe in your heart that you already have that faith because everybody has got the measure of faith and then you have to speak that faith out of your mouth when you do you are releasing faith into the atmosphere and the bible says i now watch over my word isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 i watch over my word now to perform it so god's job is to perform the words when you release it your job is to do what is to release the words out of your mouth when you release the words out of your mouth you are putting your faith to use faith is released or expressed by speaking praise god forevermore all right um so as we round up i want you to know that everything that god has done he did for you in order for you to be encouraged you must not keep quiet in order for you to be encouraged or to have courage you must focus on the person of god who is backing you up in order for you to be encouraged you must speak the word of faith out of your mouth don't say things that are not working in your life don't say things that are not working in your life i got a note here that i want to read to you as a random when situations speak to you to paralyze you open your mouth and speak back why because faith speaks say in the face of sickness that healing is yours say in the face of lack that god shall provide say in the face of virus attack that god is able and is willing and is your protection say opposite of what the enemy expected you to say act differently from what the enemy expects you to act and you will have broken the back of the situation that's trying to hold you back beloved I want you to know that God loves you so much and that all things are working together for your good. But do not keep quiet in the face of contradiction. The worst thing you can do when things are not working is to keep quiet. No, open your mouth and begin to declare the goodness and the faithfulness of God in the middle of that situation. Praise God forevermore. All right. Thank you so much for listening in today. Now, I'm going to be calling out for those who want to give their life to Jesus Christ um, in a moment. But before we do that, I want you to know that whatever you need in this life has already been provided for by the lord jesus what you must do is to lay hold on that when god told joshua to be bold and courageous god is was saying joshua joshua this thing i've already given you the land but you need to be bold and courageous you might face situation along the way to go to where you're going that want you to run away that want you to start saying negative things no clam up and make sure that your heart is saturated with my word right don't say negative things and then speak out clam up meditate speak out clamor means don't say negative things don't say the things that you don't want to experience in your life right at that moment when things are heating up all right meditate on the word of god let the picture of success build in your heart 
picture of the goodness of God being in your heart, then let it flow out of your mouth. Now, as you say that, God says he is watching over those words you've pronounced to make it good in your life. God bless you and I'll speak to you another time. Hello, welcome back. I just want to give you an opportunity right now. After listening to that message, and you think, I don't even have a relationship with this God that David believed in. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus today, make him your Lord and Savior. How do you do that? It is very simple, really. The Bible declares in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 10, that with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, which means God expects you to believe in your heart you know about what he has said about Jesus and that when you do that he will declare you righteous but God also expects you to say it out of your mouth so that you can become saved praise God so today I just want to give an opportunity to do that now what you just need to do is to believe in your heart that Christ died for you and he was raised for you and then when you believe in that in that in your heart you need to just vocalize it out of your mouth when you do that the Bible says your name is now written in the book of life and you have now moved from death unto life praise God would you like to do that let me lead you in a prayer of salvation repeat after me dear Lord Jesus I come to you just as I am and I'm delighted that you paid for my sin already I don't have to carry the body today I yield my life to you I believe that the death you died you died for me and that the fact that you were raised from the dead meant that I also was raised from the dead too into a new life today I yield my life to you and I make you my Lord and my Savior thank you for having me praise God forevermore amen the Bible says if you say that sincerely from your from your mouth you believe that sincerely in your heart and you say that from your mouth the bible says you are not saved i'm so delighted to have you as part of the kingdom of my father now i have a gift for you this gift is, is a small book it's a five-day devotional you can literally read it all in one day this five-day five devotional talks about your new identity now in jesus it's called the call to sonship on the screen you should see a link to where you can download it please download it and let us hear how your journey uh, you know progresses with the lord jesus praise god praise god thank you so much now i want to give an opportunity for those of you who are on the call or who are watching this later we want to give give to the ministry you want we want to share your gift the blessings of god in your life with the ministry you know the bible says that god loves a cheerful giver which means give only as you propose in your heart don't feel compelled to give today i want to give you an opportunity to give you know to us now if you want to give you will see a qr code on the screen take a screenshot from your phone and then follow the prompt you'll be able to pay through paypal it's very simple very easy and if you want to pay directly you know you can also use a browser to pay there should be a bitly link as well on the screen that will show you how to pay how to give your gift praise god now i just as we round up the service i want to pray for all of you together you know and i'll pronounce blessing of god for you over the coming week dear lord jesus i thank you for your people I thank you first for those who gave their life to Jesus Christ today that, Lord, they've begun a new journey of walking with you. Lord, may they walk with you like Enoch walked with God and he was not. That this one will know you 
in a supernatural way, in a beautiful way, that they will know you in a way that they've never known anyone before in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you bring mentors along their path, that will mentor them in the new covenant in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, Lord, for those who have given. Lord, Father, I thank you for replenishment, oh Lord, to come into their pockets, in their homes, in everywhere, they, whatever they touch in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be restoration, sevenfold, a hundredfold coming upon them in the name of Jesus. I pray for those, Almighty God, who are trusting you for a new job, that Almighty God does I open up to them this week in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Almighty God, for those who believe you for healing, that the healing power of God touches them right now where they are in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, all for those who need healing in their homes, that healing goes into their homes right now and touch them and heal them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I just want to thank you, O Lord, for new orders of opportunities that you're opening up for your children in this coming week. I decree over them blessings upon blessings and the grace of God is more than sufficient for them this week in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. As you go, remember you are blessed and highly favored. And I will be speaking to you next week. When you're coming next week, please remember to invite somebody to church. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And the Lord is in you. I'll speak to you soon. God bless you.